everybody, and welcome to Well Said, the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill's podcast, where we talk with students, faculty, and staff about what's going on on campus and around the world. And today we're talking e-cigarettes with Alana Jaspers, the director of the toxicology program at UNC School of Medicine. Let's just start this podcast out with the most obvious question, and that is, are e-cigarettes safe? They're said to be the safer alternative to smoking, but is that actually the case? I've been asked that many times, and the answer that I usually give is, we don't know. There are certainly studies coming out from long-term smokers. These are smokers that have either already smoking-related diseases or have been long-term smokers. We're talking about, you know, a pack a day for 20 years or more. Those are the people that wake up with a what we call a smoker's cough or bronchitis. They're hacking up a storm in the morning. And data is coming out from that population. If they're switching to e-cigarettes, some of those perceived symptoms seem to be subsiding. So the morning cough seems to be going away. They seem to be feeling better. They seem to have more energy. Now, a lot of this is not really case controlled yet, so we don't really know. And in that population, There may be benefits and also getting them away from the cigarettes, maybe having a program where you move from the cigarettes to the e-cigarettes with the ultimate goal to go away from anything nicotine containing. So in that population, there there may be benefits of e-cigarettes. The population that I'm most concerned about is not those folks. It's not the ones that already have pre-existing disease. I think where the danger is, is giving this perception that these are safe and having a new generation of teenagers becoming addicted to nicotine. So that's the, that's the population I'm interested in. People that do not have smoking-related diseases but are switching to e-cigarettes. Are we actually causing different kinds of health effects in those, in those folks? that would otherwise, if they would not smoke at all, or not vape at all, would not have at all. So what are some of the medical problems that using e-cigarettes might cause? So that's actually what is the focus of our research right now, as well as many others. We recently published a paper where we obtained samples from the nasal mucosa of non-smokers, cigarette smokers, and e-cigarette users. And we just did an unsupervised sort of profiling of their immune gene expression. So these are genes that normally would be enhanced in the context of an immune response, meaning a viral infection or bacterial infection. And what we saw was that compared to non-smokers, cigarette smokers and e-cigarette users had a number of genes that were suppressed. And we were not surprised about the cigarette smokers. We've actually have many other studies that showed that there's some sort of immune suppression in the nasal mucosa of smokers. But the e-cigarette users had the same genes as, as the cigarette smokers and many, many more. So that was really a surprise, surprising finding for us. So there seems to be some sort of immune suppression. Studies that we're currently doing uh, in collaboration with, with other investigators of our Tobacco Center for, of Regulatory Sciences, our T-Course, is to look at comparing immune genes, meaning those that, that control or regulate an immune response versus those that cause an inflammation. So that's basically the adverse effect. And so we may be seeing sort of like a discordance in immune genes being possibly downregulated, whereas inflammatory genes may be upregulated 
in the context of e-cigarette exposure. But those are very, very preliminary findings, and we're certainly in the middle of, of investigating that. What does that really mean for an e-cigarette user? What are some of the adverse effects of that on their health? Right. So that, and that's, I get that question all the time. So, so what does that mean? Um, and the, the answer that I very often give is, you know, we don't know that yet. You know, if, if you just look at it from a very sort of number-based or matter-of-fact or science-based perspective, you would think that immune suppression would increase the susceptibility to an infection. So that could be a viral infection or bacterial infection. As a matter of fact, we actually did a study and are currently analyzing those data where we did the same groupings. We, we recruited non-smokers, cigarette smokers, and e-cigarette users and infected them with a life-attenuated influenza virus vaccine as a model for a viral infection. And so we're now, uh, ongoing studies are now examining whether e-cigarette users have a suppressed antiviral immune defense response against this, this model of a viral infection. So there you would have, in layman's terms, if you have a suppression of immune genes, does that result in an increased susceptibility to viral infection? That's the question we're trying to answer. When looking at the potential harm of e-cigarettes, does the flavor that the person is inhaling make a difference? I mean, there has to be a lot of chemicals used to create those flavors. Last time I checked, and I don't know whether there's any new numbers out there, there's probably over 8,000 flavors available in the U.S. alone. And that doesn't even mean, that doesn't even include the flavors that you or I could mix ourselves. So let's say we take strawberry flavor and raspberry daiquiri and mix the two together that's a new flavor and so you're basically mixing different flavoring chemicals and different base compounds and you're making a new mixture so there is there are thousands of different flavors out there that are commercially available again that does not include the flavors that anyone can mix themselves and all of these flavors are chemicals now a lot of them are grass generally recognized as safe by the flavor manufacturers. So many of those we are exposed to every day through lozenges, through drinks, through food, through fragrances to some extent as well. So, so we're exposed to these on numerous different levels every, every day, but not through the route of inhalation most of the time and not at the doses and levels that are being used in e-cigarettes. Why is it so much more dangerous to inhale these chemicals? That's one of the introductory lectures that I give in my biochemical and molecular toxicology course. It's one of the principles of toxicology. The first one is the dose makes the poison. That's, you know, Paracelsus made that. And so while, you know, salt is great on your potato, if you have too much of it, it becomes toxic. So the dose makes the poison. But I also say is the route of exposure makes the poison. So something that is safe through ingestion may not be safe through inhalation or other exposures. The three major route of exposures for humans is dermal, inhalation, and ingestion. So something that may be safe to put on your skin may not be safe to ingest. Something that you ingest may not be safe to be inhaled and so on. So because there's different ways how you metabolize um, inhaled xenobiotics or toxicants. And these enzymes may be present in your gut and your liver, which is when the route of ingestion is the route of exposure, but you don't have those in the lung or you may not have them in your skin. 
So chemicals are not going to be metabolized and detoxified the way they would be in your stomach. So that's why it's really important to recognize the route of exposure when you talk about toxicity of compounds. And when people can take these chemicals and combine them to make their own flavors, that has to be a problem for researchers because there's really no standard. You don't really know what people are getting all the time. You know, we know cigarettes are cigarettes. You know, there's different brands of cigarettes, but overall, they're very, very similar. And they've been like that for, you know, decades. They haven't really changed. They've changed to some extent, but not hugely. Whereas e-cigarettes have only been around, let's say, since 2007, and they're changing daily. And it's not like, it's not only how they're changing daily, but how the user manipulates them can change from person to person. So just because we buy a device and we consider that device a standardized way to generate vapor so we can mimic that in the lab, doesn't mean that if you were to buy it, you wouldn't manipulate it differently and therefore completely change the chemistry of the vapor. So the the devices and the liquids constantly change and the, the user changes how they're using the device. So there is really no standard, which is a big, big problem in how to study it. Looking at your own research and some of the other studies that are coming out about the harms of e-cigarettes, do you think the e-cigarette culture is going to change a little bit? Moving forward, do you see vaping becoming less acceptable, kind of like smoking is now? I don't know. That's an interesting question. In the U.S., we've certainly demonized smoking cigarettes. If you go to Europe, it's not as demonized there. I can tell you that from my own experience. When you go to Germany, when you go to Holland, when you go to Spain or Greece or any of the European countries, smoking is not demonized. There's still smoking laws, but you wouldn't look at someone differently because they smoke. And also, if you look at the society, smoking is anywhere from you know your low SES, low socioeconomic factor or, or society to the CEOs, they smoke all throughout the different levels of society, which is really not the case anymore in the US. So it's been demonized in the US and e-cigarette usage has not yet. And that's kind of, I don't know where, where we're gonna be with e-cigarettes in 10 or 15 years whether there's going to be the same sort of demonization of e-cigarettes. I, I don't think so, because I don't, I don't think that's going to happen as much as it did for, for cigarettes. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. And don't forget to check back to unc.edu next week for another episode of Well Said. <laughs>